Hello, and welcome to our fireside chat. We are joined today by Ryan Salvel. Ryan is Director of Advanced Vehicle Technology at Rider System Incorporated. And uh, we'd like to welcome you, Ryan, to our fireside chat. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you? Fine. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So let's get started by just getting an overview of what Rider is doing to integrate electric vehicles, not only within its fleet, but within the fleets that go out to rental and, and leasing partners? Yeah, that's a good question, Mark. And it's a good way to start off. So um, in the environment today, you're seeing a lot of focus from fleets and corporations around ESG and sustainability goals. Um, this is both internal and external. Uh, OEMs are, I'm going to say most OEMs are planning on a EV offering within the next two to three years. And you also see regulatory initiatives uh, coming into focus. So Rider, um, in, in support of uh, not only the customer base, but also as a leader in the environment, is really taking this stage as a early uh, stage and a learning stage. So we've started to um, look at demo vehicles in uh, select classes that are available today. And we're using those learnings to adapt to uh, good use cases for early adoption. You know, speaking of the vehicle landscape, uh, the industry is seeing offerings in every vehicle class. Um, when you think commercial and also passenger. Uh, but we're not seeing meaningful production at this time. So right now, Ryder is testing uh, two yard tractors in our supply chain solutions division. And we also have two uh, workhorse vehicles in our coupe platform, which is a ride share rental platform in Southern California. Speaking as a subject matter expert, uh, what does the current EV landscape look like? We've heard uh, there are any number of estimates as to uh, what percentage of the total truck fleet will be electrified by 2030. What is your, or what is Ryder's view of the landscape and the time frame for what would be considered meaningful electrification? Yeah, that, that's a good question, Mark. So what we're seeing in the space is um, though most OEMs are offering an electric vehicle uh, within the near future. Not all have really made it to production. Uh, the uh, production right now is very limited to few OEMs with the majority uh, having vehicles uh, reach production in the next uh, one to two years. I think 2022, 2023 is when we'll see more of that medium uh, duty segment, light duty segment, and even heavy. Um, in regards to readiness, uh, we're still early. Uh, meaningful production levels are still a few years away, and you're going to continuously see evolution in the technology. Uh, because we're in an early stage, the technology evolution is going to be quick. Um, vehicles uh, could look different than they do today in uh, a very short period of time, and you're going to see that in battery, uh, e-drive systems, uh, software and also overall use case. Are incentives and grants, whether they be federal or state, necessary to move the EV evolution 
to the next and more sustainable phase? I think they're necessary for early adoption. Uh, there's definitely a premium to these vehicles. And we're starting to see more incentives and grant opportunities for both infrastructure and vehicles. Uh, these are driven at a state and local level right now, uh, most notably California. But we're also seeing incentive programs with utilities, uh, like the Make Ready program, uh, which is helping with EV charging infrastructure. Um, because the technology is at a premium, uh, in order for customers to uh, see an economic viability, uh, it's definitely helpful. And we feel like, from rider standpoint, um, the grant piece is is an offering that needs to be um, in our turnkey solution. Uh, we also feel like we're learning how grants are coming to market, and we're helping our customers prepare for which markets they would like to adopt in, and what grants are going to best place them for uh, the best bang for their buck. Um, because they come quick and they're very competitive right now, uh, forward thinking with the grant and incentive process is key. When will the charging infrastructure reach some level of critical mass that will give uh, not only OEMs, but truck buyers the confidence in having the same level of density that we have with uh, refueling stations? That's a good question, Mark. And I don't know if I have an answer for you. What I would say is, Charging is key. And in conversations, charging is uh, often overlooked and in some cases undervalued. The charging is going to be key to how um, that truck performs um, within the utilization of the operation. Uh, it's going to be key in how much power you can drive to the truck to maximize performance in the operation. And it's also a key component in understanding what you could have operating at your facility. I mean, for the past hundred years, we've been used to um, going to gas stations and diesel fueling stations, and there's uh, many of them. And we can uh, utilize the truck and we can fuel as we go. But charging is making us think about char uh, fueling on site. And it's a different way of thinking about it. And you need to make sure that the charging supports your operational goals just as much as the truck does. When you talk to interested companies, uh, is cost still the main challenge in trying to persuade them to take the plunge into EV? Cost is a, it's a component, right? You want the, um, the technology to be economically viable but you also need it to be operationally viable. And when you speak with fleets that are entertaining um, early adoption and they wanna dip their toe in with uh, some of these early production units, you're, you're, you're having to go back to that um, use case to make sure the vehicle fits the operation rather than fitting your operation to the vehicle because you wanna provide success to your operators and also to your customers. But at the same respect, there needs to be some economical uh, decision by the customer to say, I want to go green. These support my corporate initiatives. Um, but how, how much am I willing to pay for that? And that's why I think the incentives and the grants right now 
uh, are helpful. I, th- I think they'll help drive some of that early adoption. Is it tough to push people out of their, let's call it fossil fuel comfort zones? I would say change is hard. This is, this is a different application. Um, not only are the vehicle components different, but the fueling is different. The ranges are different. And when you look at the current operation and how it's set up and some of the limitations with the early technology, it's hard sometimes for the operators to feel like they can support the day-to-day customer demands. So I think, you know, as we were speaking earlier about the evolution of the technology, there's a lot of unbelievable ideas. And we're already seeing the um, technological innovation of uh, battery power and range and weight. And I think these are just going to continue. And as the performance of the newer vehicles, the EVs, uh, come along line of the ICE vehicles, I think you'll see better use cases and better adoption. Uh, will there need to be an upskilling of maintenance operations? It's a different kind of vehicle. Uh, will, will the industry need to support a new type of maintenance skill to manage the repair and upkeep of EVs. That's that's a great point, Mark. So you're you're dealing with a high voltage system with different components. You're trading an ICE engine and a transmission for an E drive uh, or E axle with um, uh, batteries, and you're seeing a high software component. Um, it's, it's a high certification tech and though, you know, and I I think it's yet to be seen what the maintenance demands are going to be on these units. Um, I, I think it's early and there's not enough on the road right now to really get a firm grasp on what the intervals are going to look like and how the vehicles are going to perform over time, uh, to get that maintenance gauge. But I do agree with you. I think that you're still going to have a high cert- high certification of tech to work on these vehicles. It's just different components. So you're you're transitioning from one type of technology to another. If you were advising a fleet that has that is just getting involved in electrification, what suggestions would you make on how to proceed? It's early technology, but what I would say is. To provide the best uh, success, you gotta you gotta look at your fleet operation at a localized level or even a route level, because you're going to have different components that affect the performance of the unit that are outside what you'd normally expect from your fleet: uh, climate, weight, range. Um, there's a multitude of functions that you need to, to bring into account, uh, driving, uh, whether you're on highway or urban. Um, so when you look at that and you think about what's available or what will be available in the next couple of years, you, you bring that back and then you evaluate not only the truck, but also the charging to make sure it fits that use case. Because you want to you wanna get out of, off the blocks um, as best you can. Because you don't want your operation to become frustrated. You don't want to let your customers down. So 
if you're able to um, evaluate all the different data points uh, and you can fit an asset and a charging uh, function to the application, I think you set yourself up the best way for early adoption if you are willing to dip your toes in now. Got one more question for you. Will companies be willing to absorb some short-term financial pain in order to advance ESG goals by electrifying? I think there is a market for that. I do. I think ESG goals are um, becoming more and more a focus of most corporations. But it's hard to say now um, what percentage of companies fall into that bucket. Um, but what we are seeing is there's a lot of interest. There's an understanding that there will be a premium. And uh, the sustainability goals of the corporation are, uh, are driving that focus. Ryan, with that, I want to thank you for your time and thank you for your expertise. Um, Ryan Salvell. Director of Advanced Vehicle Technology at Rider System. Uh, my name is Mark Solomon, Senior Writer at Freight Waves. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark.